Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week begins Animation April. That's right, it's an alliterative-themed month. Uh, We are looking at animated films and uh, none of them are Disney films specifically. Mm. Uh, we're, we're branching out a little bit because we, we, we do end up doing a lot of Disney just by, by course of them being so many. But we're looking and at... because a, Nicola Brescianini is... Um, yes, Nicola's a going a very... concern on the program. <laughs> yeah. And most, most, most guests on this program grew up during the Disney Renaissance. So yeah, yeah it's fair. Uh, but we are watching a film from uh, the, the other studio, I guess, uh, DreamWorks. Uh, we are watching uh, 1998's the Prince of Egypt. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so it uh, should be good fun. As always, we have someone who has seen the film before, and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, it's Andrew Dawson. Yay! Hello. How are you, Dawson? I'm fantastic. Excellent. You, 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 you've not <laughs> run away to Canada yet. Not yet. No. Yet. 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 Excellent. Um, uh, how are how are how are things in the world of Dawson? Everything's tickety boo. Everything is precisely tickety boo. Oh wow. Oh. Yeah. Um. I, I'm not sure what tickety boo means, but <laughs> Mean, it sounds like mm. it sounds like what life is right now. Excellent, um, the Prince of Egypt. Yes. What do you know about this film? It's funny that you say um, films you should have already seen by now, mm-hmm. because I told I think two or three different people that I hadn't seen it, and they both just well, two of them just glared at me, and then someone else <laughs> messaged me and was like. It had like just the dot 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 message. Then I waited about two minutes for them to respond, and it was in like all caps. What the hell? Kind of like that kind of response. So you're in Wait, trouble. Are these close friends. Yeah. I mean, like friends. Frenemies. It was his mum and dad. <laughs> um, no, they haven't seen it either. So I oh, can, okay. now I can have a go at them when yeah, I yeah. I'll be like, you never showed this to me. Um, so like, I know I've seen uh, like clips of it mm-hmm. or like a trailer. Um, or memes, maybe. Or memes, something. There's, there's one thing. It might be, from what I know about it, it's, I think it's from this. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a very vivid image of like the burning tree. Yeah. Is that from this? Yes. The, yeah, the burning yes. bush. Burning because, tree. Because the burning it bush. Is, yeah. yeah, it is the story of Moses. Yeah. Mm. So that's the, which is about as much as I know about it. Okay. Um, apart from that. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm very glad we're able to help um, rectify your reputation yes, amongst so your friends. <laughs> friends aren't angry at you. Jeez. They are. Yes. Um, and I, I will also promise that this is a significantly less traumatic film than Bad Boy Bobby. Um, I can confirm. <laughs> uh, I mean, that, unless yeah. you're Jewish. Well, even then, yeah. I would say Bad Boy Bobby was woof. Yeah. Going by my friend's reactions, I had a slight suspicion that it would be... <laughs> It's, it's a more well-known movie and a more well-loved movie. Yes, that's fair. Uh, luckily, we do have someone who has seen the film. It's Katrina Johnston. Hi. Yay. How are you, Katrina? I'm not too bad. Excellent. I'm busy, tired, Busy, sleepy. tired, yeah. Work, working, working them lights. Yep. 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 Turning them on, turning them off. Yeah. Perth Concert Hall. It doesn't, it doesn't start without her. She has to go outside and wind the crank on the side of the building for all the shows to start. Sometimes feels like that. <laughs> uh, Prince of Egypt. Yes. Uh, in a vague, non-spoilery sort of way, what's this film? about uh the story of moses Mm. so it's i mean yeah just go read your bible if that if that's your jam (laughs) oh hang on give me Um, i'll come back in a minute i'll just go read my bible yeah get the spoilers and then we'll then we'll go excellent um yeah it's just yeah a animated version of 
um, the story of Moses and it focuses a little bit more on the relationship between Moses and the Pharaoh um, uh, who is apparently, according to some scholars, was actually Ramesses II, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Ramesses the Great, although there is some disagreement with that. Um, and yeah, and it just sort of looks at that whole, you know, the Ten Plagues, uh, parting the Red Sea, all that kind of mm. fun stuff. Excellent. Um, when did you first watch this film? Probably like when it came out or not too far, not too long afterwards. I do remember our, the church that I went to had a little video library mm. um, and there was pretty much, I'm pretty sure it was available on VHS mm. there um, because there was... Prince of Egypt, and because all the videos were very religious themed or, you know, like you could borrow it out and be okay for kids. Mm. So that's pretty much how I saw the BBC version of the Chronicles of Narnia. And this really weird other animated show that I can't remember the name of that was about like three time traveling kids and they would go travel through the Bible stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was was funny because it was probably like thinking back on it, it had a very similar animation style to like, um, Captain Planet, like, it's right. like that kind of era. Mm. Whereas the animation style for this era, for Prince of Egypt, is very kind of makes me think of Hunchback of Notre Dame, mm. um, although it's much more stylized and things like that. Mm. That very interesting, from memory, very interesting hair for some of the female characters. Okay, or at least some of the female like Egyptian non-Jewish characters. Yeah, I'll make sure to make a note on that mm. while I'm while I'm watching. Yeah. yeah, it it is interesting. Good songs though. Yes, very good songs. Yeah. It is interesting you bring up that context of like watching it through um, the church though. Yeah, because uh, having spoken to a few of our regular guests on this mm. program who were brought up in quite uh, conservative Christian households, mm. um, they basically said that the prince of egypt was like in that small venn diagram for Mm. them of media that they were permitted to see by parents that that, you know the sort of parents that were like you can't watch the simpsons that sort of thing but that was also seen by uh kids that were brought up Mm. with less strict uh religious overtones yeah this was kind of a film that crossed that divide yeah yeah well to be fair i wasn't allowed to watch like i wouldn't have considered wouldn't consider my household um growing up massively conservative christian like christian Mm. um and uh like probably right of center Mm. um but i was banned from watching the simpsons because i swore join the club yeah and now i just don't like the simpsons (laughs) i just watch it you banned from watching the simpsons yeah never i've I've watched like two or three full episodes in my life how come i've seen more of it from parents mainly and then i just never got around to watch i watched futurama though okay um which is i guess this similar vein but Mm. wow yeah i I was eventually allowed to watch it again but yeah for a while um it was because i'd said the word crap (gasps) in front of my dad did not yeah yeah. I guess my parents just didn't care. I was allowed to watch the Simpsons the whole Oh, my, my whole dad time. was um, uh, big into watching your language. I once said mm. bugger in front of him and he explained the etymology of that to me. And uh... I was like, as a 10-year-old, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> See, sometimes I say things like uh like bloody and i get mm. I, I get like an, a light slap on the shoulder and I'm like, it's not... Yeah. Uh... <laughs> So that's why The Simpsons were not a... Yeah, whereas now I'll, I'll, my mum will be complaining to me about someone. I was like, oh, man, they're a f- 
And she's like, yeah, they are. Mm. You're like, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh, no, no. She she just does not police it anymore. Oh, yeah. I think there is that point because, like, yeah, obviously, like, my, my parents weren't like, yeah, whichever you want. Like, you know, yeah. like, we weren't allowed to watch South Park. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that was obviously. another definite. Now, now. We still did, obviously, because, because yeah. you know, me and my siblings were sneaky like that. But um, but we knew that it was because, partly, obviously, because of the content, but also mm. the bad language. Mm. But I guess The Simpsons was just never seen as being particularly bad language. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was. Not really. really. I mean, looking back on it from my point of view now, it's absolutely tight. not. Yeah. Um, is there any swearing in The Prince of Egypt? Not that I remember. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I was going to say, I think it's unlikely you'd have a bit where Moses goes, Ah, mother <laughs> <laughs> that bush is hot. Ah! <laughs> I feel like that Venn diagram would very quickly move further apart. Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. Nobody says "God damn it," but we see "God damn" quite a few things in this film. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah also, though, I didn't. Did you say good songs? Yeah. Yes. It is a musical. Yeah. yeah oh, we're gonna have a like great all, time. Like then. pretty much all of the mm. American animation. Um, of that time. Yeah, this is this is a Disney style film, but yeah. it's DreamWorks who are making it. Like my like, because was Hunchback Disney? Yeah, Hunchback yeah. was yeah. Disney. Because I was saying that that was the one in my brain that I was comparing it to. Um, it was Anastasia I think it was, was the other one that yes. wasn't yeah. Disney that was a banger. And yeah. I don't think Anastasia was DreamWorks. No, either. no, that was a something else. Yeah, another company. Yeah, yeah, that was Don Bluth as uh, <laughs> the voice from the ether just told me. <laughs> Great film though that one, but that's mm. not what we're talking about today. That's, no, no, that's something else. Yeah. So, with all that being said, shall we watch The Prince of Egypt? Yeah, yes. I think we should. Okay, for those of you listening at home, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to play with the big boys now as we watch The Prince of Egypt. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Prince of Egypt. And by we, I, of course, mean my special guests, Katrina Johnston. Hello. And Andrew Dawson. Bonjour. Uh, Dawson, that was your first time watching The Prince of Egypt. It was. What did you think? I, from from friends, I enjoyed it. I should start with that. Okay. Um, But I feel like I, my expectations were higher from friends' reactions of being like, oh my gosh, it's such a good movie. I think because of like the nostalgic feel of it, yeah. maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did enjoy it, mm-hmm. uh, but I feel like yeah, I set I set those expectations too high. Right, mm. which I feel like happens with movies all the time. It does, like modern movies as well. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, have you seen that new movie come out? And you're like, no. You go and watch, it, you're like, yeah, it was good. Mm. It, was, it was all right. Yeah, it's it's hard when there's uh, buzz or indeed um, yeah, an expectation. Like if you if you have had friends who are as you said at the first part of the program, <laughs> glaring at you for not for not having seen this film. <laughs> Then yeah, it's understandable you might come away from it going. I mean, it was it was fine. Mm. It was a film yep. that I did enjoy watching. Yeah, and that is, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's um, yeah i I enjoyed watching it, but I see I think I remember enjoying it more as as a little kid, mm. and maybe enjoying it more or being more invested in it um, back when I actually believed in religion. That's fair. Um, That's fair. So, yeah, it was. A, I remember. I remember actually getting really emotional watching it when, like, Moses gets put into the basket and sent mm. down the river, and things like that. Mm. And not so much this time. No. 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 
Yeah, it, it is interesting because I saw this film in the cinema. It's mm. one of those uh, films I distinctly remember being yeah. a child um, and seeing in the cinema because I think my auntie, one of, well, one of my aunties took me. It went, Well, it would have been in 1998. Yeah. Because uh, it was in a cinema complex in England and it was I, I I have memories of going to a cinema that I'd never been to before mm. and then seeing this film and being really struck by the imagery mm. and like the particularly the depiction of the plagues yeah. um, because this is this film's 25 years old mm. um, and you're looking at you know 2d animation with 3d elements in there and they largely hold up, I would say. It does. I really liked a lot of, like you were saying, I think, Katrina, mm. the, the, the water 3D. Like, that was really cool. Mm. Especially, like, watching that water come yeah. up in the parting of the sea. Yeah. Mm. Really. I was about to do a, I keep forgetting that we're on an audio medium, <laughs> about to start moving my hands. Yeah. It, but it doesn't really work too well. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought when it, when it did, when the parting of the seas and it comes up into that sort of, like, um, so you're doing the hand movements. Yeah, I know, as well. but I'm I'm just trying. To, that's because you do the hand movements, and then the word eventually comes that will describe it. And that um, word is uh, majestic opening. I yeah. don't know when it when it, <laughs> yeah. when, when it parts. Yeah, when it parts, but yeah. it, it creates that that very interesting shape that is almost it to me harkens images of what heaven is supposed to look like mm. like how shiny it is i'm sure i've seen representations of like palaces in heaven looking sort of like that or you know it's got a very lord of the rings kind of vibe mm. just that just that one moment lord of the rings is heaven so checks out mm. Mm. yeah it, and the thing that i was quite Im- impressed by as well was um the the actual direction mm. of around those shots so it wasn't just yeah. that the, the imagery is something that, that holds up and because the the water bits look great, even though there were parts where I was like, "Oh, that that, that water physics is a little rough," but it's twenty five <laughs> years old. Um, but it was more the the choice of shots, the the placement of where the quote unquote camera would be yeah. um, in those different sequences, and showing like how awful these plagues were. Because the plagues are a montage. Yeah, um, it's not a very long film, and where, yeah, when the plagues happen, they're over and done with mostly in about three minutes yeah and i think part of that is because they're obviously they're pitching to young children Mm. and whilst you want to give a sense of fear you don't want to freaking scare the crap out of them true um which as i said while we were watching (laughs) learning about the story of moses i'm pretty sure gave me nightmares Mm. because i was like oh i'm sure god is going to visit locusts upon me and Mm. thank god i'm not the firstborn (laughs) well look bye lisa (laughs) As a firstborn child in my family, I was like, okay, this this doesn't seem fair anymore when I was watching it. As the baby of the family, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we all have different viewpoints. But you know what? Our perspective is shaped, much like Moses is in this film, by finding out that we're in the firing line. Because the story of the film is... Uh, oh, Moses is a little baby, uh, a little little Hebrew baby. Oh, but the Pharaoh was going around killing a bunch of uh, Hebrew babies. Uh, not personally, but yeah, his people to do his, that. His, it, it's his command. It's his he's, got a, he's got a killing guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sends out his killing guys. A couple of them. Moses is popped in the basket uh, in the busiest river in the world <laughs> uh, with an action set piece with crocodiles I mean, and boats. I mean, that's accurate. The yeah. Nile was 
was, you know, the highway of Egypt. Mm, and It was. And also, there's lots of animals that live on the Nile. That's true. Like and in the Nile. And hippos. Yeah. Mm. But uh, little, little baby Moses ends up at the palace uh, where the, the pharaoh's wife goes, oh, I'm going to have a I'm going to have a little river baby. This is mm. great. And gets brought up as the brother of Ramesses. The um, prince of yeah. Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, he's not told that he was adopted, which my memory of this film was that he grew up knowing that he wasn't the blood relation. I think within the within the biblical story, mm. um he is he knows that he's not that he's been adopted. Mm. Um at least I'm pretty sure because the, there's always the, the the line in the biblical story where the queen's like, oh, it's a Hebrew baby. Mm. And one of the questions that always get asked in Sunday school is, how did they know it was a Hebrew baby? Why couldn't it have been an Egyptian baby? And it's like, well, because there, there wouldn't have been much inter, interrelations between Hebrews and Egyptians and things like that. And so there would have been some more, some physical markers mm. and... You know, circumcision, for example. Yeah. Probably would, would have... Could have been an indicator, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the story of the film, though, they've gone... Moses has been brought up thinking, yeah, I'm a part of this family. Yeah. And then he discovers, uh, after a bit of a you know boisterous chariot race with his brother, um, which was a fun sequence. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really good. Um, it but, really establishes their, like, friendship quite mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and to say, you know, they're having a nice time, but, you know, it's established that Moses, you don't need to worry about anything that your brother's got to worry about. You're never going to be the, the pharaoh. The, yeah. you, you, you're not in line to inherit anything, mm. so, you know, just just chill. And he's like, all right, until he has a chance encounter with his actual uh, brother and Which sister. Which I still have a problem with. Oh, yeah? Go on, then. What? How did they know that that was... Uh... Brother. Well, we know that for, well, so because Miriam, Miriam followed, sees them. Yeah, Miriam followed her brother through the sequence of the river until she saw being picked up. Did being you see up. that? Yeah, because yeah. she. Well, sing, I missed that completely. She that explains a lot. She sings a little bit of song, going, <laughs> "Now that I know you're safe, I'm gonna go away for like twenty years, basically." Well, it almost sounds like she belongs in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> but then, but then I also have a problem with that. How or why did she follow? I mean, how did she follow a baby down the down the Nile? Just ran on the shoreline. Yeah, going through like the the crocodile yeah. teeth and yeah. the boats and the... no, I don't believe it. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was terrible. Okay, okay. Um, Na- that's the bit you don't yeah, believe. I'm pretty, yeah, that's the I'm one. pretty sure it is at least like I, I say historical in in quotations because I'm pretty sure that is a, an element of the biblical story that she follows and she's she stays watches over him well that does make much more yeah. sense then mm. um because yeah when i first saw them come up to me like, oh it's 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 you you've come to save us. i'm like i'm sorry just a glance at him and you're like oh that's our brother for sure 100 mm. percent. yeah i mean but, there but- are some people who who have seen their siblings after a very long period of time apart and as long as you have memory of what they you look at them and they're like well yeah, that was like- a literal baby though and then a... Yeah, but you can still look at someone and go, oh. They also probably would have known that as this was the child that was adopted by the pharaoh and the pharaoh's wife, that and the pharaoh and the pharaoh's wife suddenly having another, another child. son, they might be going, yeah, that's that's the baby that we I mean, they have the probably been helping make statues of him. Yeah. But, like, didn't, like... It's a very good point, actually. They really know his likeness because they've carved <laughs> it into 50 feet of rock. <laughs> 
I'm just, I'm just going to keep going down this rabbit hole, but I realize there's no point because yeah. there's an explanation here for it. So mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Uh, and also, sold. you're trying to apply logic to a biblical story. Which was also another thought that I had when we first started watching the film. My brain went to, I wonder how historically accurate this is. And I'm like, e- not. Yeah. It's well, not. Egypt well, was okay. a place. <laughs> actually, okay. We should actually talk a little bit yeah. about the Bible and historical accuracy. Yes. Because whilst the Bible the Bible is not is and I am by no means a biblical scholar or anything. I just grew up in a religious household and I paid a bit of attention. Mm. Um the Bible the point of the Bible is not to give historical accuracy. And it never has and people who use it for historical accuracy are kind of stupid. Um, or using it for their own means, for yeah. their own reasons. Yeah. Using it for an intent it wasn't designed yeah, for. Yeah, it is. It is. You should be looking at it as parables. Some of the events probably happened. For example, Jesus did exist as a person. We have other archaeological evidence and literary evidence that mm. proves that. You know, whether he was the son of God or did what he, what he did, that's up for debate. And many wars and people arguing and all that kind of stuff will have have resulted from that Mm. um and there's lots of different historical bits that would have happened like there have been many many scholars that have tried to connect the 10 plagues of egypt in the bible to actual events the parting of the red sea where some historians and archaeologists have um placed it as there was a tsunami or there was no sorry there was an undersea earthquake that meant that the red sea actually um uh, got put elsewhere. What's the phrase? Displaced. Displaced. Yeah. The, yeah. There was either an undersea earthquake or yeah, there was some sort of tsunami that, like the Boxing Day, like what happened on the Boxing Day tsunami in mm. Australia, um, the the sea actually went out really far, mm. and that's kind of how you knew that there was a tsunami going on elsewhere. Mm. Um, and there's like I said during the mic test, we think the pharaoh was Ramesses the second but not everyone agrees mm. yeah um so yeah yeah so there, there is there is some contention there but i think that what the film does quite well mm. is it presents a version of egypt at that time that is plausible yeah um and like the the depiction of the the work that the slaves are doing mm. i think is one of the things that they really nail in terms of yeah they are doing like work that is killing them they are working in these terrible conditions they are building uh all of these statues building all of these different monuments and buildings Mm. and it is killing them and and that's like the whole point of the story is yeah moses is trying to get these people out of there and i think that they chose to focus on that and that was Uh, a very good choice um as as opposed to you know like we i don't did we see a pyramid in this film we see them in the distance yeah and that was the thing actually i i was like going in i was like oh do they have it that the slaves are building the pyramids because that's a massive historical inaccuracy Mm. And, and to their credit they don't yeah but and also we should remember that egypt isn't just the pyramids Mm. they had massive infrastructure um from libraries to so actually another little fun fact if he if Ramesses II was the the pharaoh from Exodus um so 
he had a city built in his name during his his uh, reign because mm. he reigned for a very long time, lived till ninety, and the entire time he is trying to be known as a god. Mm. And so he builds this city, and it's so advanced, even has horse toilets. Okay, <laughs> flushing. Oh, not sure if it's flushing, but horse toilets. That's how that's how advanced. I was going to say, surely flushing is pushing it a bit. Like, <laughs> is a horse toilet just a bigger hole in the ground? Like, how I don't does it know, work? but that's it's amazing. like, but it's something that is they've been able to uncover. Was it like they had a trough at the front? Did they have a trough at the front for the water and then a trough at the I back for the food? That's, I don't know. Yeah. It was just mentioned um, in the podcast that I listened to that's about amazing. Ramesses the second. Yeah, well, the Ramesses that we have in this film. Mm. Uh, which but, I think they have used, they have mm, gone that route. They have gone that but, route, yeah. They uh, didn't invent any horse toilets, no. but certainly did stir up a lot of shit. Uh, <laughs> as, um, the, this whole sort of conflict is is built around this falling out between two brothers. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, I think it's an interesting choice to make from like a filmmaking perspective because it turns this story that most audiences going in, even children will have some idea mm. of. Um, but it gives it personal stakes. And I'm yeah. curious, as the first-time viewer, Dawson, whether or not you were interested in that personal stake between Ramesses and Moses? I was. I was invested, but I just had um, a bit of a problem with how quickly he turned from... Uh, like, when Moses realised that he's like, oh, I'm a, I am a he that could have been me being mm. a slave... Mm. I'm suddenly gonna like flip around my entire life and be really, really, really against. Every- like, he, I feel mm. like he just flipped a little bit too quickly and against. Like, it's like so many things. If he just maybe had a bit of a sit down, or you a know? bit more of a scene. Yeah. Well, th- th- well, he had the dream. He had the excellent yeah. hieroglyph dream sequence. Oh, that was an amazing so dream cool. sequence. Really, really cool. I loved that. Yeah. I, 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 when watching it, I was like, "This is just showing the first five minutes of the film again," but. Showing it in a different way and showing it in a really cool animation style. That was yeah. a little sad we couldn't stay in for the rest of the film, but I, I get why. Yeah, I think it would have been a bit tricky. <laughs> um, but but it was it was beautifully done. I think that, because again, the film is a 90 minute runtime, mm. m- maybe our expectation of like the, the media that we access these days, maybe the film would be that bit longer and would allow for those moments of contemplation. Or, or not just that, but like the choices that were made in, I think we said during the film as well when he first uh when he first comes back and says to um Ramesses who's now the pharaoh uh that he is what do you say like he's a Hebrew he's not Hebrew uh he's not his brother um if he says it in front of like hundreds of people and you're Mm. like maybe that's not the best place to uh have this very private conversation to be fair he might have been like it's one of those situations of, um, you know, you're approaching a a a kitten. Um, what is it? What's the word? Protocol mm. might not allow you to do that. Yeah. But like they're bro- like they hugged each yeah. other and like they're pretty close. Yeah. But, but I it, guess I guess oh. it's also a situation of by doing it in front of a whole bunch of people, it raises the stakes. Which I did think about that as well in terms yeah. of maybe he wanted to do it in front of a lot of people so that they could all yeah. hear it. Instead of someone trying to like keep it hush, mm. kind of thing. Yeah, it's um, but 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 I think that that central relationship is is quite effective in that mm. I certainly in this viewing I didn't feel completely that Ramesses was 
was a non-empathetic character. Mm. Like, like there were sympathies there, even though he continuously made the bad decision um, <laughs> and continuously stayed evil and tried to kill people and thought that the slaves were his property and believed yeah. himself to be a god, which are all, you know, pretty villainous traits. But I also got why he bonded so strongly with Moses because everyone else is like, you're going to be the pharaoh, you're going to be this god person. That's a lot of pressure to put on a, a young person. Mm. It's a lot of pressure to put on any person. But he's had that his whole life and his one sort of outlet or support structure was Moses, who in his, from Ramesses' viewpoint, abandons him. Because he's saying, no, that guy that you killed, which you didn't really kill, like, yeah, it's fine, I can make that go away. I'm, I'm God, basically. And the fact that his brother rejects that, he sees as a rejection of him. Yeah. And the fact that he comes back and wants the Hebrews let go and is not there to reconnect mm. with his brother really hurts him. Yeah, and I, I do think that that whole chariot sequence at the beginning really, really helps. It sets really up helps. their relationship so Something well. that sets up that as well i think it was a very small moment when they're standing over the over like an archway and moses drops a bag or something mm. bag of wine characters. bag of wine onto the priests mm. yeah onto who was it again it's martin the priests. martin yeah yes, steve martin and martin short yeah. so so steve martin short hoy, martin and martin. hoy and hotep yeah um but, hotep, oh, yeah it was hotep yeah. and hoy but yeah. yeah so uh moses does it first and then he Remesis is like, oh, you know, you're always doing things to get me in trouble. And he's like, oh, but, you know, I guess, what have I got to lose now, right? Like, we're already mm. here. Yeah. So it was like a nice moment of, like, that's their relationship. Yeah. He is always there getting him in trouble, but they're in it together. It's like a very mm. joint I guess, thing. I think what would have would help you in this was there needed to be more, a bit more of the scene from when Moses, is, before Moses runs to the desert. Mm before Moses abandons, there needs to be, I think, a bit more um, conversation between him and Ramesses and more, almost like Moses explaining the dream to Ramesses, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, certainly the, the way it's currently set up is Moses just cuts and runs. Yeah. And he's gone for years. Yeah, like, it, it, he's it gone is long enough to immediate. like get married. <laughs> like it's, it's, a, it's a fair length of time. Mm. And so, yeah, from, from, from Ramesses' point of view, it makes complete sense that he goes, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, we have an, in an indentured workforce. You want me to just let them go because you ran yeah. off to be in a field of sheep? No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. And I like, and like, even though he is still the villain and he still makes all of those villainous choices, I, I, I understand why those mm. choices were made. Uh, he's maintaining the status quo. Yeah, he is maintaining the status quo. And he says that's important. He has got to uphold the mm. traditions. And his whole life... Um, you know, evil Patrick Stewart has been telling him that that whole that whole time. You know, just saying you must maintain the ways of the pharaoh. Well, the other interesting good, thing, good Patrick by, Stewart, by <laughs> keeping the historical idea that the Exodus pharaoh is Ramesses II, he was very early on in the dynasty. He was like the third pharaoh, and they mm. were new kids on the block. Mm. So it was very important for him to maintain the status quo and keep things going, because otherwise, you know, his dynasty's gone mm. um which is also why Ramesses did massive building projects um and and he was really keen on keeping his name known to the point where some of the building projects or some of the things that are associated which his dad did mm. he chipped off the name put his name on there yeah 
Yeah. This was yeah, it's a little sticker over the top. Yeah. Made by Ramesses. And the interesting we after just listening just kind of see the outline of the name <laughs> yeah. The interesting thing after listening to the podcast about him um, is the line where he says, "I'm Pharaoh, I can make it so." Mm. So within Egyptian or that time um, the pharaoh saying something makes it true. So he is technically classified as the first historical case of misinformation. Mm. Ramesses went and fought, I think it was the Hittites, Mm. lost terribly, came back, reported on it, like stuck it up on a temple wall and was like, nah, I won. Wow. Yeah. He's like, yeah, "Yeah, I I won that battle. And... I win he, all the battles. I he, win all the best battles, like that kind of My thing. Yeah, he he wrote battle. it. Yes. He wrote it on the wall. Therefore, yeah. it is true. Yeah, I'm going to build a beautiful wall, and I'm going to put all <laughs> my truths on it. Is, is that exactly how it went? Kind of, but without. I feel like, at least how it was described, to how I listened to it, mm. it's like not quite as malicious. As Donald Trump. Yeah. Oh, that's, a bit that's, less malicious. That's saying something because yeah. Ramesses the second. Had slaves. I was going to say, on the note of slaves, I was supposed yeah. to bring it up before. I really enjoyed um, that the the views they showed of the people in power, mm. like just the really casual cavalier, like oh mm. they're just like they're just slaves. Like yeah. one of them died. Oh, it's just a slave. Oh, what was it about the babies? That's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when good old uh, Patrick Stewart mm. again. I thought talking about the death of all the babies, and I was like, "Oh yeah, they're just slaves." Like, Let's it not matter. connect that to Patrick Stewart. Let's say the um, character of yes. Sati. Sorry, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the character, Sati. Yeah. Yeah. the character that Patrick Stewart was playing. Yes, yes. Uh, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Does the podcast, the panel, of the podcast, not completely? Uh... Oh my, my brain just fired. Never mind. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> But, but yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. just so casual, so yeah. like the the objectification of mm. of people, like turning them into oh, they're not people, they're they're slaves, and like that being shown consistently as yeah. being evil and being like a a, a moral failing of mm. the the pharaohs, um, and that was consistent throughout the film. And yeah. I thought that was again just a just a really a simple hook, but a really effective hook for this mm. story. Um, because obviously, you know, you're making a, a a piece of entertainment about a story from the Old Testament, and yeah. that is definitely a balancing act. Yeah. And so, I think w- when it comes to you, you know, you're looking at uh, the end of the 20th century. You know, it's a very simple, easy, and correct viewpoint to go. So slavery was bad, right? Okay, that's something we're all okay. If we if we if we're all like that, that's a bad thing. That's something that we can have as a central tentpole that is also central to the fact that Moses' whole thing mm. was let my people go. And so that then allows you to build the story in a way that you are going to not upset or offend most people by saying that's the central tenant of what this story is about. I think also um, this story, because it is couched in religion and taught in within religion, um, you're not... I think it's kind of hard to upset people mm. within this context of saying that slavery is bad mm. because the average conservative white Christian does not identify those characters, the the Hebrews within that story, with Hebrews that they might know in their real life, mm. uh, with Jewish people, sorry, uh, they might know in their real life. There is that disconnect. In a sense, they 
the people in that story to this conservative white Christian who might in another context be like, oh no, slavery was fine, um, will be like, no, 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 it was bad. But because they've got the distance of history and they'll, they'll kind of make those people white in a sense hmm. um, by this cognitive, cognitive dissonance that yeah. happens. Um, because it's couched within their religion and something that they feel very, very comfortable with and very mm. attached to. Yeah. Yeah. So. What I do want to ask, um, mm. because there's a lot of, obviously, like very serious theological and sociological questions yeah. that could be brought up here, which is why I'm going to ask, mm. what was your favourite plague? Like, what, what was the plague <laughs> in terms of that came on screen that you were like, oh, that's... I think that's yeah. That's remarkable, I suppose. So I when I say the, favorite, I don't mean like the one you like the most. As in <laughs> what, what, looks, what yeah. looks the most as in like yeah, what, spectacular, yeah. I guess. Or... What, what, did any of the plagues stand out as being particularly striking to you? Darkness. Darkness. Yeah. yeah that was, was because it good. has you see that line coming across all the all the buildings Just and everything. Spooky. Yeah. Mm. Um. I. Was it the first one that was the blood? Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I, it just made me imagine literally an entire river just turning mm. to blood. And yeah. I was thinking, like, that's... Which, again, this watching this reminded me of how messed up the Old Testament is. Yeah. Mm. Which is, like, the, like, there was the whole... That wasn't a plague, was it, when uh, the the spirit light thing went through and killed all yes, the... Yes, that, that, that is considered one of the... Because that's the death of the firstborn. Because that considered was also the final one. messed up. Yeah. Mm. Just, like, put lamb's blood in front of your door and window so yeah. I don't go into your house. But it's, every other house that doesn't have it, I'm going to kill there, your there child. There was a little bit... Within the, within the Bible, there is a little bit more that they have to do. But the idea is they have the lamb's blood because they've sacrificed something to God. Mm. Um, because this is still the time where you do... Um, uh, sacrifices at the temple to God um, in like you might do uh, like various foodstuffs or or lambs or mm. animals Rough it's to, lambs it's to show yeah, like right. they're, they're technically died? they're technically that still occurs technically it's mm. now it's known as a tithe where you have to give 10% of your earnings back in the day you wouldn't have necessarily money but you would have food or oh. like produce that you yeah. had created yeah so, yeah. Um, but on the note of the blood one as well, I mm. didn't know that. Mm. But you said that if you the blood river one we're talking about. Yes, right? yes. Yeah. Sorry, the yeah the blood river turning into blood. Yeah. If you were one of the of the Hebrews, of the Hebrews, and you stood in the water or like got the water, the yeah blood would uh, there'd be like an outline of clear water around you which they showed and i yeah. knew that which is really I cool never, i literally never noticed that until now it was just me remembering part of the story because i was like it's <laughs> in some ways the plagues are kind of like how today we do economic sanctions against countries that we don't mm. like for various reasons and how there is an argument against that because it can really so usually you're you're fighting against a government, not necessarily it's like people. yeah, hmm. it's like average Joe on the ground, and economic sanctions can be really bad because it really affects those average people hmm. and doesn't necessarily work in toppling that um, corrupt government for yeah. whatever reason, um, and that's how God got around that. It, all of these are plagues. All of these plagues applied to the Egyptians and not the Hebrews. How did the the killing of the 
cattle and stuff work. That's then? pestilence. Because they all because just... the the cattle wouldn't have been owned by the Hebrews. It would have but been it still owned would have been Egyptians. food for them, right? Or like helped them. Um, they, well, they, they, they would have still been on slave rations. Yeah, they would have been would on have... slave rations. Or I'm not sure if I can't remember. This is yeah, really straining my Sunday school ten year old memory. Back, you got this. Um, I think. There, there was always, like, God gave manna from heaven. I know there is at least another point where they are fed manna from heaven, which is just, um, it's, like, apparently they wake up one morning and it's just out on the ground and they can go pick it up each day. Great. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a deliveroo, just, yeah. just from God. There you are. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I do think it's interesting. I, I mean, the Blood River looked great. In this film, yeah. um, and I, I'm very proud of yeah. um, him putting the staff in the water and me going, "Oh, it's stick martyr." That just <laughs> that that I'm God. very proud of, and had to be repeated. The the thing that I really liked in this, because I'm pretty sure it is in the Bible as well, mm. how they have the two priests saying, "Oh no, look, look, Pharaoh, this is how he did it," because that's what the priests were really good at. They mm. were good at magic, mm. um, and what we would recognize, like. Some of the we hear about some of the oldest magic tricks. Some of the old, first knock knock joke was mm. the Egyptians. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, and we hear about magic from the Egyptians, the ancient Egyptians, um, because that's what the priests did to try and show the power of the gods for various bits and pieces. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of kind of how it, how it works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the sequence of the death of the firstborns mm. is very very. It's very remarkable. effective. Yeah, um, because it's. I I think this is quite a respectful film. Yeah, and I think it had to be because it's you know, the story of Moses, with um, the exception of the actual inclusion of Egyptian performers. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. all that kind of Look, stuff. And yeah, Jewish yeah. performers. Yeah. I think well, we figured out there was. One, yeah, it maybe. was Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, um, yeah, and maybe a couple of others in there, but, but it was I a mean, predominantly white yeah. Christian yeah. cast. Um, Fantastic cast. That was a good yeah. cast. Uh, like I was very surprised to see that many big names in there. Yeah, mm. but, um, but, but but not very representational. No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, it's um, it's that's that's what casting was like in the nineties, baby. And I think if yeah. if you were making an animated prince of egypt film today mm. you probably would have more representational casting or at least i hope you would have more representational I mean, casting you say that but mm. currently over in melbourne i believe mm. they are doing joseph and the technicolor Dreamcoat, mm. and yep They're egyptian Jane... culture is very much treated like a costume mm. yeah um, wasn't shane crawford the the emperor in that or i am not or the sure pharaoh I, I, I am not sure. I believe that. Was... I, I believe it's still playing. Yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's really, really concerning. There have been quite a few open letters mm. uh, in that area, mm. and it's still it's still playing. It still gets done. Mm. It's yeah. Mm. Um, the film does end with uh, Moses delivering his people to mm. the promised land, or more specifically, away from the very bad land. Yeah. Um, they have the excellent sequence uh, where, yeah, he gets his people through the parting of the sea mm. and then uses it to crush all those Egyptian soldiers that were chasing after him. And yeah. um, I had a strong memory as a child of Ramesses being stranded at sea. 
Yeah, I remembered him being like you actually seeing him floating in the water, but obviously. Mm. But you no, don't. he's he's on the shore. I thought that yeah. the, I thought he was on like a rock in the middle of the sea, mm. trapped there. But I guess that's more just the feeling it engendered yeah. of he's lost everything mm. and he's completely desolate. I mean, you do kind of get that that mm. very much how they've framed that that shot and mm. everything. Yeah, him in the soul. Oh, the theatrical lighting in this was <laughs> like. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, the lighting for the burning bush. It was. I that saw was cool. my burning bush. Yes. Yeah. I remembered it and it was there. Yes. So you see, so you have memory of seeing that at some point. Yep. Yeah. And it was exactly as I remembered. Excellent. So, yay. I did not remember it like that. I totally forgot. There was yeah. so much of this film that I had forgotten. <laughs> yeah. And it finishes with Moses walking out. He's, he's found a couple of uh, rocks. He's just mm. carrying off to show everybody. Oh, they're the Ten Commandments, that's right. Yes. Yeah, but yes, he walks out with... <laughs> Look at these cool rocks, everyone. Yeah. Otherwise known as tablets. Yes. They've got these... Moses, they've got things written on them. Oh, oh. Thou shalt not kill. Oh. I guess that's how our grammar's structured in these days, in English. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yes, he fin- walks out with the Ten Commandments, big glorious ending shot, and that's it. Thou yep. shalt not kill. I'm glad we got these tablets right after we killed all these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, good. okay, from now on. <laughs> to be fair, I think it does make allowances for self-defense. Yeah. I think they, I I don't think it, it like there's not a full stop after not kill. <laughs> there is a there's a little, little, there's a little, bit more. little fine print there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's more there's actually more than 10 commandments. Yeah. Just I, the 10 yeah, of the main ones. Yeah, cuz we saw Mel Brooks drop them in the two world. <laughs> bringing these 15 10 10 <laughs> commandments. Yeah. Um yeah, it's look it's a it's a it's a it's a fun little film which is yeah. an odd thing to say about an old testament story but yeah. but it is fun. That includes slavery and um mass death of children. Of, mm. je- of children <laughs> and of and of like a whole bunch of well, a whole bunch of other people as well. Yeah. Um which is why I am like surprised to agree with you about your Venn diagram from before that it does mm. fit quite nicely for yeah. especially for children as a like a kids yeah, movie it's like quite it's quite family friendly. I wouldn't Like it's scary but it's not too scary. Well, that's the thing. Like with those plagues, I wouldn't have thought it would have been very child appropriate showing all the plagues. But they did it in, mm. like you said, such a tasteful way. Yeah, that like it's like even the maladies, like when they've got the boils on them. Yeah, you're seeing people who are like in in discomfort, and like you see the priests like trying to rub the ointments on themselves and things like that. But you're not seeing people like dying in the streets of mm. what those boils and such would have brought yeah. upon. Yeah. I think the most you saw was someone, the the, the light going into someone's house and their like hand falling. Hearing, yeah. Hearing, the, like, the, the, little, the little kid taking the water jug in. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you see like their hand fall it. outside the door yeah. and you're and, like... And of course we see Ramesses' son being laid out to rest. Oh yes. yes. Um, but, but we don't actually see the act of death. Yeah. Um, and I thought again, yeah, it was just very, very tastefully done for... Literally a bunch plagues. of children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 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 like, and and the way it was done with the you know the swirling um, like white mist that mm. was sort of like a mixture of three D animation and two D animation, yeah. and like the use of three D animation on a mostly two D film to make it have that otherworldly feel as well yeah. of of something beyond and that purity of light mm. with that, which I think is actually a accurate to the Bible description mm. of um, the spirit of God. Yes. Would you like some notes about the Prince of Egypt? Yeah. Oh, you bet I would. Okay. All of this trivia comes from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, The (laughs) four-minute parting of the Red Sea sequence took ten animators two years to complete. Wow. Wow. Two years working on the parting of the Red Sea. 
Wow. I have nothing to compare it to, though. Mm. It's like... It is quite unique. Yeah. In like, terms I, of- like, I know, for example, say, you talk about... Um, oh, what's the... What's the Pixar film? Oh, you think of any of the Pixar films, like, that involve a lot of hair. Mm, like Brave. Brave, that's it. I was yeah. going to Braveheart. I was like, no, that's not right. Her, <laughs> There was one animator or, like... A small number of animators just focusing on her hair mm. and they that's all they did for the entire time. Yeah. And all, like, I guess animated films always take several years. Mm. And I guess especially in, it was 98, wasn't it? Yeah, 98 was released. When 3D animation wasn't as, like, I feel like this isn't uh, dismissing any work of people have done now because I'm sure it's still very difficult, but I feel like as technology has progressed, it's yeah. become mm. a little bit easier to handle. But back then, I feel like it was much uh yeah i think you're right but the thing is at least from what i've heard from pixar every single time they're creating a new technique a new program to because they've gone okay we've managed this let's make it harder yeah yeah finding dory i'm sorry finding nemo and finding dory were like water physics was what they wanted to focus on brave was was hair Mm. I think in Canto as well uh was hair Mm. because of the the curliness of the hair um Monsters Inc. was fur physics. Because like, wasn't that like every, was it university? Like every single strand of fur was like individual, yeah. Yeah. like just madness, yeah. absolute madness. Yeah. Which is why, again, I want to say that I don't think it's mm. easy now no. in any way. But, but 25 it's, but years it's a ago. Different, it's a yeah. different kind of difficult. Yeah, because yeah. you'd be like trying to work out how to do things because yeah. it just has never really been done much before at all and the comparison in computer processing power as well yeah. which oh would be yeah. part of it would be a big factor as well half the two years we've been just waiting for things to load mm, exactly <laughs> um the voice of god to avoid controversy was going to be played by all of the major actors and still is sort of uh, the actors were told to whisper their lines so that none would dominate the performance but by the time they got around to having val kilmer read his lines they realized they needed someone to be louder uh, you can mm. still hear the rest of the cast whispering beneath Kilmer's voice in the God lines. Yeah. There was also um, some concern because they did consult um, religious experts and there was some concern expressed about the fact that there were uh, women and children providing the voice of God and that whether or not that was appropriate. Uh, but ultimately the decision to have Val Kilmer do it was also to tie the voice of God to be like Moses's inner voice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. An, in- an interesting idea. I do like that they got expert. Like, it wasn't just producers of movie and like, mm. all right, we're just going to adapt this and just go for it. Because I feel like yeah. people oh, no, do it'd that sometimes. Way, it'd be way too dangerous. Well, Jeffrey Katzenberger, who was the executive producer, conferred with around 600 religious experts. Wow. Um, to try and make it as accurate and faithful to the original story. Um, after previewing the developing movie, um, the religious scholars, experts and leaders who were associated with um, this movie noted that the executives had listened and responded to their ideas and praised the studio for reaching out for comment from outside sources. Oh, fantastic. That's really good to hear. Mm. As someone who is, to be fair, no longer religious, um, and as I have left religion, become more feminist... Hmm. and have also sought out religious ideas from um, still within like the the Christian theology um, but more and the fact that women 
female voices couldn't be included just Mm. infuriates me Mm. because it's just another erasure of women Mm. within the church. Mm. Um, Women were a key part um, and it just shows another example of religious scholars using religion to keep women down Mm. um, even though they can bring so much and add so much it Mm. just it infuriates me Mm. that just the concept of a being who probably has no gender Mm. can't possibly be a woman even though we give birth i think the more infuriating thing as well is the fact that you've then got like a more removed movie executive going Yeah, okay. Which, on the one hand, is... Like, I understand why the movie executives would do it. Because they don't... Like, that would have been a very dangerous thing to do to anger, like, a large swathe of religious communities. Yeah. Particularly when they're the people you've really kind of... You've got a safe bet of them going and seeing it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But then that also makes me think, oh, wonder about how many of those um, religious experts were women probably very few yeah yeah which is why which is which is to be expected because you know there's there's still sects of religion who are like no women cannot be priests women cannot have uh positions of power within the church hierarchy even Mm. if those women are so devout yeah uh yeah which is one of the many reasons that i am not a fan of organized religion Mm. (laughs) Mm. definitely there are some religions that they take that and go no everyone can contribute um to 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 that and no we're we're actually just going to focus on mm-hmm. community and bringing people together through this as i've heard it described through this very specific hobby mm-hmm. <laughs> um and through that you can create these beautiful communities and beautiful conversations about some very difficult topics um yeah i do find the exclusion of children's voices an interesting one as well yeah so do I, I. Um, yeah but um i i wasn't in the room so yeah. i i'm particularly not sure. considering there are times within the bible that god speaks through children hmm. the prophet elijah is an example yeah i yeah yeah I feel like it was probably just like a more of a commanding thing. They wanted mm. to sound like not childish. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and also, yeah, like, the, the, the fact is, is I do feel as though ultimately that decision was probably made more to go, oh, no, Val Kilmer's an appropriate person yeah. to be the main voice of God. I think if they truly were like, no, it should be a mixture mm. of everyone's voices, then they would have stuck with that. Yeah. Because mm. I, I, I think given how much they got right about this film... um. I, I I sort of feel like you know the the there's the stuff they wouldn't have gotten right mm. that the religious groups would have gone. We can probably let that go because so much of this is right. Yeah. Um, I think honestly the decision was probably more made simply because they wanted to have the voice of mm. God reflect the fact that it's the voice of Moses as yeah. well. But the fact that that is the fact that that is even a consideration mm. is frustrating. I, think, I feel like if they had gone just gone actually no just Val Kilmer that that makes sense because you know in a mm. dialogue if they had just gone from that and they hadn't had the starting point of everyone's voices yeah I would be less angry yeah um 
but yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of angry, this movie is banned in a couple of countries. Not surprising. No, no. no. Um, <laughs> is it banned in Egypt? It is banned in Egypt, yeah, yes. Uh, which, you know, to be fair, <laughs> they don't come out looking great. So <laughs> that's, that's fair. Um, but it's also banned in the Maldives. Interesting. And Why? in Malaysia. Why? Because um, of Islam? Um, look, I do not know because again this is for imdb yeah. this is this and is just a don't short really go one. into it but um given what is currently happening in malaysia uh with its um depiction the censorship of films yeah. which depict multi-faith approaches yeah um which is something because that i'm pretty sure is, is a big moses, news story at the moment though. moses is a prophet within islam yeah because i know jesus is but and he, i am showing my ignorance so i do not know that much about islam mm. Um, but I know there's a lot of crossover. overlap yeah. and crossover between Judaism, Christianity, and mm. Islam. Um, yeah, I'm not sure of the exact reasons, but given the track record that Malaysia has yeah. currently of... Um, there's a independent film that was made there a couple of years ago, which is currently... The, the cast and crew are being um, investigated because it is a film about, I believe it's a young... A Muslim woman mm. who is trying to learn about death and uh, like the concepts of death, and yeah. so she goes and sees people from other religions. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that is the crime this film has committed. Wow. Uh, apparently, because I, yeah. I know they within Islam, you're not allowed to depict mm. the Prophet Muhammad mm. in pictorial form. Yeah. Um, and there, there's a lot of there's a lot of rules about yeah. that. Um, but so yeah. I, I can it, imagine it, it, it's around it, that. It, it is possibly around that. The Maldives, yeah. I have no idea. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the one I definitely don't know about. But um, this movie was originally banned in Indonesia as well, but later released in video CD format. So okay. uh, obviously they changed their mind. Uh, the final bit of trivia. Whenever an animator for this film would mess up, they would be sent as a punishment to work on Shrek. Um, because they thought that Prince of Egypt was going to be the outstanding success for DreamWorks and that Shrek wasn't. Oh, buddy. This punishment was known as being Shreked. (laughs) So, yes, Shrek was where you got sent when you messed up. I really, really hope that is a true oh that, that that one is a well-known that one. is yeah oh, there's good. a quite a lot of documentation around the people that worked on shrek were not expecting it to be this massive success um particularly because you know they went through like change of the original voice actor for shrek was chris farley yeah. who had passed away mm. and so then they brought in mike myers and he originally did it as a canadian shrek and then he changed it to the scottish voice at the last minute <laughs> and there were just all of these issues with that production and then it comes out and it's a smash hit they were not expecting it to go as well as it did. <laughs> I'm not surprised because Shrek really was the first like animated film that was like for both kids and adults. Mm. Like there were it very towed, adult humor. It towed that line. Yeah. Um, oh, and just so you know, the Maldives' official religion mm-hmm. is uh, Sunni Islam. There we go. So there, there is probably that religious. Yeah, it's issue. Po- it's possible that yeah the yeah. people in charge at the time went this may offend our yeah. sensibilities yeah so okay fair mm. enough um do you know if shrek was banned in the maldives i'm just mm. curious now i know it doesn't cover the same <laughs> topics i think it's just funny though when because it was happening around the, the banning of books um i was gonna say that happened not long ago but it happens all the time oh, mm. right. it just makes me want to read and watch them more mm. because i'm like what are you what are you trying to hide or like so, push down i i, I want to know mm. there is a whole list of 
films banned in the Maldives. There's literally a website, movie rating website, George B's version. These films not allowed in the Maldives. Cecil B. DeMille's The Ten Commandments. Okay. Showgirls, 1995. Very the Passion religious. of the Christ. <laughs> Noah. Yeah, show, Showgirls is jumping out. <laughs> and <laughs> Exodus, Gods and Kings. So it's, to be fair, like... Just religious pretty, ones and Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody really didn't like Showgirls. They were like, ah, it's rubbish. <laughs> so they don't even have a reason for it. They just really just didn't like, like they, it. They caught a sneak preview. They went, I'll save you all the trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just ban it. Oh, my so goodness. What? This is very interesting. Actually. Wonderful. Oh, scary movie. Too scary. Yeah. No, I'm just saying like 18 plus Alexander the Great, the Godfather. Mm. Uh, not that I can see. Mm. Okay, so with, with Shrek is okay in the yeah, Maldives. Yeah, from, from what I can Good. see. Excellent. Well, let's all get out our DVD copies of Shrek <laughs> and uh, fly to the Maldives. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's Watch just go there. to the Maldives. It's, I yeah. think they have nice beaches. That's true, yeah. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this review mm. and therefore... The scores. Dawson, it was your first time watching The Prince of Egypt. What score would you give this film out of 10? I feel like... I feel like a solid, like, 7. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel I feel like... Uh, I think one of you two said... Mm. I, I think it was you uh, said that you enjoyed it. Remember enjoying it more as a child? I feel yeah. like I would have enjoyed it more as a, as a kid. But, like... Yeah. It was still enjoyable. It was mm. still a film, and yeah. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it's it's um, definitely not a bad film. Mm. Yeah, would, yeah. And like from being coming from like a very uh, like agnostic point of view, mm. um, I knowing before coming here that it was about the story of of, of Moses, um, I didn't think I. It's the kind of thing where like you expect to sit back and watch it as one, well be like, ah, oh, here we go. Here's another like religious story. Yeah. Mm. All right. But again, they towed that line very well mm. between entertainment and actually telling the story to what I think, from what I know and from what we talked about, yeah. show it actually quite well, mm. um, which I think is a like not an easy thing to do. No. no. And to make it, again, actually very enjoyable and... Emotive like, and not didactic. Yeah. And, and again, like the, the good for kids as well. Like yeah. it's... With all the death and murder and plagues, yeah, it's, like it's not it's an easy thing to do. It's a very fine balance. Yeah, and I, I think they did a really good job of it. Yeah. Mm. What about yourself, Katrina? Um, I <laughs> it was interesting sitting and watching because I knew it was I knew there were songs, but I was sitting there going, I cannot remember any of them. Mm. So I think I enjoyed it even as an adult. Um, I enjoyed it a lot as a kid, and there are some really great moments. Um, but it is not that memorable. Mm. Even now, I struggle to remember the songs. And we just watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to be fair, that is partly because I'm just also terrible at remembering music. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it's it's like a good, fun film. I think I will enjoy one day watching this with my with my nieces and my nephew. Um, although I probably have to wait, considering she, my eldest niece, didn't even uh, handle Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh boy, that's yeah, a scary yeah. film. Oh boy, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. She she is very susceptible to the to dramatic tension. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe maybe hold off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, for that yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be holding off for a while. Yeah, that's okay. Um, we also have to teach her the concept of God. She doesn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of, a bit of background reading. She yeah, has to yeah, do first. yeah, yeah. That's um, but yeah, it is it is an enjoyable film, and it is I think it's yeah beautifully put together. Um, could it be a bit more snappy? Yeah, maybe. Um, like in terms of the songs, the songs, 
this just need to be a little bit more memorable. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I yeah. do wish the songs were a little bit more. Yeah. Um, it's but. it's funny because I was like, the songs that were really good, I was like, oh, this sounds like, um, be prepared from Lion King. Oh, and this song sounds like mm. this, and this song. Yeah, I was re- connecting it to other animated films from a, roughly around the same time so you weren't that I your enjoyed. Toes. More. You weren't tapping yeah. your toes to like you're playing with the big boys now. I mean, anything. I was still enjoying it. It was still a good song. It's not. They're not easy songs to sing along no, with. No, they're not. That's that's what I think the issue yeah. is. Um, and when you compare this to um, the, Lion the King, for well, example. even a film DreamWorks made after this two years later, which mm. was The Road to El Dorado. Yeah. And that's got much more like catchier songs. Mm. You know, like it's up to be a god. Da, 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 da. Like that. That that's got like songs that stick in the memory just that little bit more. Oh, I, I still cannot remember any of the songs. Uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe it is you then. Yeah, it is. It is. There is part of it mm. that is very much me. Um, yeah, but taking that all into account. I will give it a seven bowls of wine poured onto some priests' heads. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's in fact, it's it's better than fine. It's it's really like very well animated. It's yeah. very well framed. Uh, at certain points, it was reminding me of Pocahontas, and I think somebody mm. said that while we were watching. Yeah, it I said well. one of the songs reminded me of a Pocahontas song. I yeah. still keep getting uh, my. Aladdin's Arabian Nights vibes yeah. through yeah. all the all, all the songs through the backing music yeah. a lot of it. Well, yeah. not surprising they probably would have yeah. uh, similar instrumentation. And it, it evoked a lot of the other contemporary films of the time period whilst yeah. forming its own identity because mm. like the, the the scale of the the setting, mm. like the scale of those giant Egyptian rooms and those yeah. statues I, I don't know that any of those other films from that time period yeah. really captured the scale as well. I think well if as I ever go did. to Egypt, I'm going to walk into like one of the temples and go, oh, it was bigger <laughs> in the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We'll have to, you'll have to report back to us yeah, when you do that. Um, it, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's not outstanding. Yeah. I, would, I would say that. It's not an outstanding film. Yeah. It's, a, it's a walk, don't run, I, I would say. Like, you should still watch it. Yeah. Um, but it's not at the same level as like other things from the 90s it's not like, like the lion king it's not the lion king it's Keep not bringing up the lion king just... let's go watch the lion king yeah, yeah. well it kind of it has a similar <laughs> vibe you know brothers at war with each other families at war with each other yeah yeah got, it's almost you know, like shakespeare was inspired by the bible yeah a lot like, of the times you've got a timon and pumbaa Whoa. character there's a skinny one and a <laughs> yeah. round one and they're like the comic relief yeah same as the priests yeah it's the same it's the same it's there are a lot of lines being drawn yeah a lot of a lot of lines being drawn indeed between the two movies yes uh but for me i would give it a six and a half commandments out of ten uh it was um you dropped a few <laughs> yeah i did i did drop a few thou shalt oh, i can't read the rest of that uh Aww. but yes it was it's it's interesting it's fun and i think it's one that sometimes gets overlooked a little bit because of when it was released like yeah. at the mm. tail end of the disney renaissance yeah. um but it and is and the fact that it's not disney and the fact that it isn't disney as well but for you know people of our age who were growing up with mm. this coming out around the same time as things like Tarzan and, and you know those other yeah. films, um, it, it does hold like a, a particular place in yeah. our media watching. And and the fact that it serves that purpose of being the point where all of the kids that had the very conservative mm. household, and I mean much yeah. more conservative even than the examples that you gave. Yeah this would have been a film that it would have probably been okay to watch. Mm. Um, and then th- at least they could have that when talking to their peers at school. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it was a really interesting film. And mm. uh, Dawson and Katrina, thank you so much for joining me to watch it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, us, us, us. <laughs> and not enslaving us. And not enslaving us. Yep. No, that's look. I that, look. The film was very clear. Slavery is bad. Slavery yeah. is bad. E- it- even if Patrick Stewart <laughs> is the one saying that it's okay, it's still bad. Yes. That's what I've learned. Is this what cinema catch up believes in? We're just going to put yeah. that out there one more time. That slavery is bad. Is bad. Slavery. <laughs> we can officially say no. Allegedly, <laughs> slavery <laughs> is bad, and in this program agrees forms. with that. Yes. Uh, and for those of you listening at home, thank you for listening in. Um, mm-hmm. As you are not slaves, you are free <laughs> to choose whatever you do with this program. Uh, you can listen to this program, but you don't have to. You can listen to next to a bush, yeah, a I, burning bush. Yeah, even. I, I'm a be- I'm a benevolent audio thera, which is how I like to to be considered. Um, but if you want to listen to more episodes, uh, the rest of Animation April is coming out. Subscribe. iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, you can uh, download download them straight to your device. Uh, you can hear me like the voice from the burning bush. Uh, just talking about films, you know. <laughs> Look at the animation style. Isn't it beautiful? Just like that. Um, uh, just find us and subscribe. We also have a Facebook page. Um, you can like and subscribe for news and updates. And there is our Patreon for extra bonus goodies and features, um, including a program that we do every couple of months called The Cutting Room Floor, where content that didn't make it into the episodes gets put together in a big grab bag. I can confirm there are multiple stories from this podcast from before we even started recording properly that will end up in a future episode there. Um, so make sure that you uh, subscribe there. Katrina, before we say uh, farewell, yes, did I you want like to, to plug something? Yes, I want to do a plug because I think I was, I was actually like, oh, this is actually quite appropriate. If you're wanting to hear another African-based story, I have a show coming out um, by... I have a show. I mean, I'm doing the lighting design for it. It's called Not Far From The Tree. So those of you in Perth, you can come and see it from the 18th of April at the Blue Room Theatre. And it's a really interesting story about um, uh, a, a girl, Algerian girl, and her family and their life in Algeria and Australia and stuff. And it's really interesting learning about a country that I personally, at least, don't hear much about. And yeah, come see it. What was the date again? I've already forgotten, so I feel the... like people at home might have forgotten as well. <laughs> 18th of April. It 18th opens on the April. 18th of April and it closes on the 6th of May. So 18th come of and April. see it. Excellent. And for yeah. more information, they can go, go to the Blue Room Theatre website. Excellent. Yeah. Which I presume. Not far from the tree. I presume it's blueroomtheatre.com. No, I think it's .org, actually. .org? Ooh. Okay. If you Google Blue Room Theatre Perth, it'll, it'll show room. up. Blueroom.org.au. Blueroom.org.au for more yeah. information about uh, Not Far From The Burning Tree. Wait, I've mixed up both Not things. quite. Not quite. Not and <laughs> just, just so you know, that like, there may be some really nice bread. Oh. Uh, that may be available to you some nice bread consider me intrigued I was anyway but if there's bread involved (laughs) well yeah he's there is what we're hearing excellent if if anyone's like me I'm like mmm food yes (laughs) I'm enticed excellent well for local Perth people uh, hopefully you're enticed uh, by the promise of bread and a show Uh, (laughs) but that is all for this week so until next time goodbye adios farewell
You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.